Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 39. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George, the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... Agent, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most. How you doing today, George? It's been a while. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm really excited for today's topic because, like... As, as listeners may know, we happen to play a lot of horror <laughs> games and, and watch a lot of horror media, so this was a, a big list for us. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and get into our recents. So, Adrian, my dude, what have you been playing? So, I've been playing this game called uh, Hunt Showdown. I don't know if you heard about this. Have you heard about this? No, actually, I haven't. Okay, so it's a multiplayer shooter, first-person shooter, Uh but it's pretty uh, weird on how it does it. So you have – you're in a map. It's set in Louisiana Civil War time. And mm, cool. you don't know how many different humans are there. But there are creatures and shit that will kill you if they're given the opportunity to. Like some of them will kill you in two or three hits. Oh, and there's permadeath, by the way. So you lose the character. You lose all their traits that you equip them with, and and you lose all the inventory that they had. So is this first person or like yeah, this what, is, what kind of gameplay are we talking about? This is a first person shooter. Oh, so this, okay, yeah, interesting. So there's no mini map. There's no even scoreboard. However, you have to use your he- your ears, not your ears. Your you gotta ears, use your ears too. Shit, your ears to hear. Try saying that ten times fast. Your ears to hear uh, gunshots and people's footsteps to make sure that uh, you're not being hunted as well. Because there are three monsters in the in the map. It's it's max of two, but there's three different big boss monsters, and they're all kind of Lovecraftian or whatever. So Ooh. they each drop. If you kill one, that one drops two uh, proof of kills. And the way to win the match is you got to take one of the proof of kills and extract yourself, leave the map. However, that is a bitch and a half to do when people show up at the worst times and kill you right after you did all your hard work of killing the boss. They'll come in and, and steal from you. You know, I was actually going to make a joke on on Dark Souls uh, with this kind of mentality of people like ganking you for your supplies and shit. And when you said proof of, um, what'd you say it was? Proof of what? Kill. You proof of kill. I w- In Dark Souls, there's proof of concord or whatever, which is kind of the same thing. And it sounds like you're describing like one segment of Dark Souls, but kind of expanded upon in a first person shooter. That's awesome. Yeah. And the guns are super realistic. It's revolvers. It's lever actions. It's like... One, you have to constantly reload. I even used a flintlock the other day to snipe somebody. It was fucking hysterical. Was it strong, the flintlock? Yeah, yeah. It uh, it killed the guy in one hit. Oof. Oh, man, a game with one-hit kills. God damn, especially multiplayer like that. But there's, like, various creature designs. There's, uh, there's one called the Meathead, which is... You think, oh, it's the fat zombie. It's going to come up and blow up. No, this one fucking stabs you in the face with a with a scythe and it doesn't that's specific it it doesn't hear and it doesn't see but it's leeches that it spawns are its perception so once the leech sees you you're dead because it outruns you it's fucking mr x it outruns you I'm very interested to see how this game, like, visually looks, because it seems like there's a lot of horror stuff here. Yeah, I've legit jumped, because there's things in the game that uh, you're, like, really focused on hearing the gunshots and hearing the enemies, and sometimes Mm -hmm. you're so focused on that, there are, like, things in the world. I literally jumped because crows flew away, because I got too close. And I was like, man, if you're in the environment, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, and the game uh, at the startup says we recommend you play with uh, headphones so you could hear opponents and shit like that. Not only that, mm. you're literally hunting. It takes away the whole running, gunning aspect of Call of Duty and other first-person shooters like Battlefield. It really is your your patient. It's you know what it is. It's, it really is the Call of Duty. <laughs> fuck you. It's uh, <laughs> it's the fight with the end in Metal Gear Solid Three. 
What? Oh. Oh, okay. That's very patient. Well, shit. If you go, if you want to team up with uh, the dude on, uh, what, what was the name of this game and where can I play it? Hunt Showdown. And uh, my gamer tag is Toaster978. All right. And you said, well, PS4, I'm assuming, since you gave me your gamer tag. But is it anywhere else, too, or no? It's on Xbox One and Steam. Oh, okay. Badass. All right. So that means I could probably get it like right fucking now. I'd, I would probably get it on Steam just to see if there's mods or something. Most likely there will be. Good, good. All right, man. So did you play anything else? That's all the games right now. Okay. Uh, any movies or TV shows? Uh, movies, uh, no. TV shows, yes. I've actually been watching this show called Tacoma FD, which is from the people that did um, Super Troopers. Uh, they're a comedy troupe called The Broken Lizard. And it's a funny, it's a funny sitcom-y show. But they do say shit and fuck in it, so it's a weird sitcom. Therefore, it's a bad show. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I mean, isn't it, that's kind of the tone you were kind of implying there? Why? Why is it bad that they say curse words? No, it's just I don't, I don't get how it's a sitcom if it's saying bad words. Like usually, sitcom isn't having bad words usually. But uh, I guess I, I guess mean, for the time that sitcoms were popular, yeah, they, they wouldn't have bad words. But in the definition of the genre, it doesn't necessarily does it. I don't remember sitcom having like a thing that's like it has to be family friendly. I don't know. I'm so used to it, but I really do. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. Turn your brain off type of show. Uh, it's stupid, funny. Uh, it's 30 minutes long. Each episode you could. You could finish the two episodes, the two seasons in a day. It's right now almost done with its second season. I'm also watching um, Westworld, and that's almost done. And it looks like this is the last season. Like, th yeah, this um, is I think I may have seen the last episode. If that's out already, uh, the one that came out last week. Yeah, because uh, my boyfriend was watching it, and I basically saw it. The one with Dolores and. Uh, well, you know, Dolores is quite a fucking main character in this right, series. Right, Dolores with uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Let's not, yeah, we shouldn't say things in case people actually want to know what happens. I I personally lost interest after season one, but I know people were still in there, you know. I've been in there. Um, season two was was its lowest point. I'm, I'm digging season three, but I'm ready for the show to end. I don't, I don't see anywhere it could go mm -hmm. from here. I thought if it, the best place for it to have ended was the end of season one, as I did with, as I said with fucking Stranger Things. I think that both of those shows should have just ended there, but you know, I, things get popular, so what can you do? Hey, man, if it um, makes money, it makes money. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like the, the the things that came out of it were horrible. It was just kind of like I felt like they had a, a very satisfying conclusion for both of those shows in season one. So I don't know. <laughs> you do what you have to. Not everything can be uh, HBO's Watchmen, which has oh my everybody God. thought it was going to be multiple seasons. But the creator was like, no, it was always going to be a limited series. And now HBO has to announce it as a limited series. I'm actually a fan of limited series. Is I, I like the idea of a story with an ending in mind. Like, they, someone actually meticulously planned the story from beginning to end and not have to be worried about, you know, padding it out for several seasons of nonsense. It's just, you know, one straightforward story. I was that fucker that said Death Note should have ended after season one. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with Death Note because that second half... If that's season one, I don't know if that's the end of season one or season two, with that, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, but I know exactly where it should have ended, and I agree with you. Because <laughs> yeah. the finale sucked. But it got popular. Yeah. So, like, that's what happens, I guess. I'm just so happy that nothing like that happened to Cowboy Bebop. Oh, like, oh, for sure. I don't even know. Like, we can't say specifically... But to do that to the ending of something like Cowboy Bebop would be like, I don't even... Well, you could technically do something as an offshoot, but you can't do a certain thing that you and I are both thinking of. Right. And that would that would kind of defeat the whole purpose of the fucking show. 
Oh, speaking of defeating the purpose of the whole fucking thing, that's another thing with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. All right, we're not going to get into that. Um, any other any other uh, TV shows you watched? Uh, no. How about you? What have you played and what have you watched? All righty. So in terms of games, I actually bought three new games. Are you, would you like to hear what they are? Sure. All right. So the first uh, one I, I got was Super Bomberman R. Oh, my God. I... Yes, it is a Konami title. I am aware of this. However, it was on sale. <laughs> All right, as long as you didn't pay full price, brother. No, fuck that. The full price is like 60 bucks. I paid 10. Ooh, savings. Very, very big savings. But that, that wasn't the main reason why I got it. The main reason why I got it is that growing up, I actually enjoyed playing Bomberman with my cousin. And we had we had Bomberman 64, which is actually a really good game that not a lot of people talk about. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, in any case, so I was like, fuck, man, you know what would be cool to have, like, Bomberman on my PS4 for when I have guests over? And Bomberman's one of those games that you get, like, nine people playing. I think one time in the SNES era, there's a way to have it with, like, 20 people playing at once. It's crazy. Um, but, but regardless of that, I thought, hey, it'd be cool to have that for the PS4. And I, what I didn't know is that this was the game with all the, the cameo characters, would you like to hear about some of the cameo Bombermen available in this game to play as? Sure. Tell me, George. Tell me more. Well, of course, you know, you have some Konami, you know, mainstays. Dracula from Castlevania. You have Dracula Bomber. You have Simon Belmont Bomber. That's pretty cool. You have, um, I'm trying to think of ones before we go straight into the big one. Uh, there's a Jack and Daxter one that's specific to the PSN. You have Sol- you have Solid Snake, Solid Snake Bomber. He's there. Oh. Uh, but you also have Naked Snake Bomber. What? Why have both snakes? Yeah, I don't know why the f- yeah I don't know why the fuck they it's Snake and Naked Snake. I'm like, well, that's what I wanted, but how did you know? <laughs> okay, it's usually one or the other. But continue. Right, but we have both, but that's not even it. There's one other Metal Gear character. It's MGS4 Raiden. Aww. So we have we have fucking Solid Snake, Naked Snake, MGS4 uh, Raiden. We, there's fucking... Um, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to say the one I've been alluding to. They have Pyramid Head Bomberman, <laughs> and they have fucking Bobblehead Nurse Bomberman. Does, does Bobblehead Nurse Bomberman have, like, big gazungas? Yes. Oh. Because it's Bobble... It's specifically the nurse from 2, Bobblehead Nurse. Yeah, but, like, the more I watch the retrospective and the more I see of, like, Silent Hill after 4, the more those titties get bigger of the nurses. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck is designing this? Well, it's it's because they were effective in two, and they fit thematically with two, and they were the most popular in two. So let's shove them everywhere else. Even though personally, I think the fucking creepiest ones are either Silent Hill three or Silent Hill ones. I can't decide between the parasite back or the fucking like the guns, <laughs> the fucking guns that they get. Did you enjoy the game? I did. I did. Um, I mean, it's fucking ball crushingly hard, but I mean, that's how they get you to grind for cosmetics. So whatever. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention, though, is that um, Pyramid Head Bomberman has his great knife and it's like a giant cardboard knife and Bobblehead Nurse has the iron pipe, but it's not an iron pipe. It's a bendy straw. That's cute. I'm not. I'm yeah. Not so, mad. I mean, when you. When, yeah, next time you come over, I think it'd be fun. It'd be a fun little game of Bomberman using our favorite Konami characters that they forgot about. <laughs> I call Tams on solid. That's fine. Fucking, I'll take naked if I'm going to be Snake. Like, that's my favorite Snake to begin with. All right, I, I bet you'll take it naked. Damn right. Fucking solid. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get that liquid solidus. What? Anyway, um, Fuck, other, the other game I bought. We should have done a show yesterday mm-hmm. so we could just be like, you know what today is? Uh, April 30th? <laughs> All right. No, I know. But but I, we, we missed our window. But you know what? Yes, the, 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 the day from MGS2 <laughs> happened yesterday. There you go. We're going to have to save it for but, next um, year. That's right. Keep it in mind. You have to remember. I'm going to hold it to you now. If the listener out there will remember for us, I will I will literally I will give you something. You will win a sweepstakes. 
I will I will give you something if you remind this us. This is a year-long sweepstakes. This is a year. <laughs> yeah, a year-long sweepstakes. You gotta you gotta enter now. <laughs> anyway, um, the other game that I bought, the other two games that I bought was Doom and Doom Two for the PS4. Are, um, wait, are these and, Doom and Doom Two from the fucking old PC days? That is correct. <laughs> so they were literally two dollars each worth and yeah and i'm like dude i would totally pay four dollars for doom one and two on my ps4 that's that sounds like a great deal so i got it i i don't regret it the game is fucking 60 fps fucking 1080p i've never played doom so fucking clean i mean granted (laughs) i could probably do it on my pc but like the ps4 i'm like jesus christ i'm getting trophies and shit i'm like this is this is a very good four dollars like I had a good time because it's fucking Doom. You can't go wrong with Doom. It's classic. Doom classic is like Coke classic. You can't go wrong with it. I will say, though, for some reason, Doom 2 introduces platforming early on. And you're like, I don't think platforming is a good thing with this. But, I mean, we could try. <laughs> Anything you watched? Yeah, beyond that, I uh, that was all the games I played. So I'm going to move on to my movies. I saw The Black Coat's Daughter. Um, This is a movie that was recommended on Red Letter Media, and I said, fuck it, let me go ahead and try it. The other movie that was recommended from Red Letter Media was Lake Mungo. I ended up not liking that. But this one, I was lukewarm on it. Um, so what it is, The Black Coat's Daughter is essentially, um, I, I, what I like to do when I talk about movies is not give you too much, so I'm gonna give you a very basic setup. It's two daughters, uh, two daughters, that's the name of the movie, two fucking, uh, girls go to a Catholic school and they live there, um, and they're out for spring break, so their parents are supposed to pick them up and they're able to leave the school and do whatever, but their parents don't pick them up for whatever reason, so it's about these two girls that are left behind at a Catholic school during spring break. Um, and the more I go into it, the more it would be spoilers, but the, the lady, the girl who plays, um, Sabrina in, in the show, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, she's in it. And (laughs) I, I'm not going to say anything, but I, I was like, really at the end, mainly because what I know in Sabrina, like affected my judgment watching this film, which isn't fair to the film. And the film itself was pretty okay, but when you watch Sabrina and then watching this, you're like, oh, but okay, hmm. <laughs> I wish I could go more into it, but I don't want to spoil What's it What's the name of it again? Um, The Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, okay. I haven't heard okay. a lickety okay. spit about it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I try to do. I try to look at, you know, suggestions that random YouTube videos give me instead of like, oh, what's the most popular movie out right now? You know, that way I stay (laughs) obscure and not mainstream, obviously. Yeah, I I heard you with your scarf and you shuffing up your glasses to your nose. Listen, you will not judge my peer's scarf, okay? It keeps me safe and has, lets me have 100% increase in sniper accuracy. (laughs) Pierce, what are you doing? Pierce! Pierce, where are you? Pierce, I saw you were eating some steak. How about I give you some man steak instead? Ooh, Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris! <laughs> oh, but Chris is... Um, yeah, welcome to the Resident Evil podcast, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, so the TV show, and this is my last thing for my recents. The TV show that I saw uh, was the Castlevania anime. Heard nothing but good things. I, I've heard, I heard nothing but bad things for the longest time. And I said, fuck it. You know what? My boyfriend wants to see a new anime. He likes violent anime. I don't know why, but he's just a fan of those. So I'm like, it's violent. Let's do this one. And I don't hate it. As someone who knows the story of Castlevania, I see what they're doing. Um, it's, it's Castlevania (laughs) three, along with some influences of Symphony of the Night. Like they kind of... And it's smart because, like, in, in Castlevania 3, Alucard looked like, um, like fucking, what's his name? Dracula, like OG Dracula. Oh my god, Bella Lugosi with the fucking, like, Widow's Peak and the whole, like, he looked like standard Dracula. That's what Alucard used to look like in fucking Castlevania right. 3. And then they changed it in the anime so he looks like his, you know, Sephiroth wispy form in Symphony of the Night. 
so it's smart. It's a smart idea. Uh, it's a smart idea to do three and not to do one because Simon Belmont is a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and we should not have a story about Simon Belmont. Do, do you know about Simon Belmont, Adrian? Uh, no, tell me more. Just one quick thing about Simon Belmont. He, yes, he's playable in Smash and he's a badass. But in his own canon, all right, the first game is about him fulfilling his bloodline duty to destroy Dracula, right? That's what the Belmonts do. That's that's the Belmont heritage. They take the whip, the god killer, and they kill Dracula. Okay, he does this in the first game. And then apparently, over the course of a couple of years, he's like, well, shit, now what? Like... I have no purpose anymore. My whole life purpose was to kill Dracula, and now I have nothing. I guess I'll revive Dracula. He revived Dracula? So Castlevania 2 is all about getting the different parts of Dracula to resurrect him just to kill him again. <laughs> it's just the Funniest thing, because Dracula's like, oh, I am reborn, and oh, wait, oh, fuck shit, ah! It's, he is a fucking monster, because in doing all of this, getting the pieces, he brings monsters back to the world. So it's like, you fucking idiot, stop it, but he does it anyway, because he wants a life purpose. So, next time you think of Simon Belmont and Smash, remember, he's a fucking psycho. <laughs> That's why you main uh, Richter, right? Well, just and Richter's just cooler in like every fucking possible way. So, trademark bone zone. Come on, man! Hydro Storm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, that's all the TV shows I saw. So, you want to move on to news? Uh, yeah. Should I start it off? Uh, if you'd like, go for it. So, I think we should start off with uh, a bit of sad news. A little rest in peace. Uh, for the character actor Sam Lloyd, he was in Scrubs. He played uh, Ted, the lawyer Ted, the one who was always yes, suicidal. Yes. Uh, he had great lines. He passed away today, today of the recording. Um, he had been diagnosed with cancer uh, early last year. So, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, my dude. These are getting a little harder. <laughs> I have to say it's a lot of them now it's like I feel like we've had such a large influx of like in memoriams in the show it's kind of weird and it's only May <laughs> it's mm. only May well you know it's gonna be May it's only May um alright do you have any happy news for me yes you're getting not only a Resident Evil Netflix show you're getting a Resident Evil uh, film reboot that's going to be super, uh, super scary, unlike the previous film franchise. You said it was a nice thing. You lied. Yes. Uh, the director who's also <laughs> writing the show, yes. the movie, excuse me, his name is Johannes Roberts. He was doing the publicity rounds for 47 Meters Down Uncaged. So this man did the sequel to that. He said, and I quote, we are in active development of that at the moment. I pitched them a take and they really loved it. So we are just gearing up on that as we speak. Really? I'm in the office all the time there. So yeah, it's great. It's going to be super scary. It's super, super scary. And it's just getting back to the roots of the game. There it is. I There it is. I think at the moment. That was the line. I'm not really allowed <laughs> to say much more than that, but it's going to be. A lot of fun. Do you understand how many fucking interviews I've read with the terms going back to the roots in them? Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, this is Silent Hill. Welcome Hill. to the new Silent Hill podcast, because this is what it's going <laughs> to become now. That has been, uh, uh, This is, a uh, Silent Hill, uh, Homecoming. We're just bringing it back to the roots. This is Silent Hill Downpour. We're just, we're just taking Silent Hill back to its roots and see with book of memories we were just really bringing it back to the roots really bringing in um all of the classic silent hill imagery and you know as a place uh for a new fan it's a great place to start because it's so different I, I i really recommend uh silent hill book of memories particularly when pyramid head uh shows up in one side of the uh, <laughs> arcade that you have to play the problem is you don't realize that the, the boogeyman has actually got a lot of more intensity to him than, than Pyramid Head ever could. 
see you you gotta understand nobody's a bigger silent hill fan than me and i know and not hyperbole and i know for and, real i know i know silent hill better that he says that i know silent hill better than uh some of the people that worked on it you know i know what they were trying to go for and i'm here to bring that to you and bring it back to it say what room. you say what you want i made born from a wish playable <laughs> These are real lines Tom Hewlett has said. And I know that at some point you were like, look, you really shouldn't give Tom Hewlett all the blame. And I'm like, sure, Adrian, but sh- but you have to hear all of the nonsense he has said for many years. Even aside from the nonsense of HD collection, there is plenty to talk shit about with Tom Hewlett, okay? Like... I don't even know how we got to Tom Hewlett. All right, Resident Evil, fucking the show, the movie. It's just happening. We were just talking about going back to its roots, and uh, you got to understand. It's happening. So we have a casting already for the Resident Evil reboot film of Jill Valentine. Mm. So at least we're getting in the first movie, Jill Valentine. Uh, Hannah, but she's not the main character, as you you've told me the premise of this already. Uh, yes, but I haven't been able to find that article again. So either it's bullshit <laughs> or whatnot. But every news article is reporting this that Hannah John Kamen reportedly offered for the role of Jill Valentine in Resident Evil reboot. And she, if you don't know that name, I don't blame you. She was the uh, villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ghost. Yeah. Wasn't her name. Wasn't it Ghost? Yeah, it was Ghost. Yeah. Like, I, I would know, duh, because Halloween. But um, fucking, she's she's not a bad actress, and I'm I'm eager to see how she handles the role, if she even accepts it. Like, I, so far we've heard that she's been offered it. We don't even know if she accepted it at all, so it's like, this isn't really anything new per se that's confirmed but the idea that we're trying to convey to you is that jill is being casted right now which in my opinion is good do you want to know what mila jovovich said about this of course she she wants to be the main character of everything so she's gonna be a fucking (laughs) but go ahead tell me and i quote they've announced a reboot okay well good luck with that i think a lot of people with these franchises kind of put the cart before the horse there's a danger to that they've been wanting to reboot resident evil for a long time and listen i love the resident evil world i think it's a great property i would do it if i was a producer i think what made resident evil so special is that the people involved really love what they're doing and really were fans of the game oh my god i would suggest Uh, that you find people that have that same passion for the property before you talk about reboots. I think if you get into this genre, people are very sensitive to fakes. There's some real fans in the sci-fi slash action slash horror world, and they're not idiots. They can smell when something is done because people love it, and when something is done just to monetize an opportunity. Okay, now... The, of course, the the bitter irony of this is that the movies that she was in were not respecting the original material at all. But okay, let's take that aside. That is all coming from someone who thinks of the Resident Evil series and franchise as the movies. She doesn't, f- like, play the games. She, I, I remember listening in a fucking developer commentary that she watched a Let's Play, and that's fine. I mean, that's better than nothing. That's what some other fucking actors do. But, like, she doesn't think about when she talks about the Resident Evil universe, she's not talking about the game universe. She's talking about keeping the consistency of the movie universe. And you know what? The faster we forget about that universe, the fucking better. I know there's a lot of people who like those movies, and that's fine. You can like them, but I think it's time for something else. We've had the final chapter already. Can we move on? So I found uh, that information uh, that uh, you were mentioning earlier. Should I tell the people what the breakdown is? I don't know if that's something confirmed yet, so I don't know if I'd feel, now that I think about it, if it's not something confirmed. Uh, really no, no, it it's it surfaced, and apparently it is confirmed. It just took me a little digging to find. Do you want me to... Okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll go for it. <laughs> the leads of the film are Chris Redfield and his sister Claire. Chris is described as wholesome and handsome and serves as a Raccoon City police officer. 
while you'll be Captain America. While Claire returns to her old home to convince him to leave, the two grew up in an orphanage where other children would mysteriously disappear. When Raccoon City is overrun by zombies, Claire and Chris learn that many of their fellow orphans were experimented on at the Umbrella Corporation. Uh, we have uh, Kea Scodelario, Ugh. who's going to be um, Claire, and you said she looks exactly like her. I, I said, uh, like, from what I've seen in some screenshots, luckily she was in some skating movie and she had a red jacket on and it actually gave me a good visual of what she'll look like in costume. So I think she looks great so far, but I don't know how she's going to act, so I don't know if she's going to be a good Claire or not. I have your Chris. Do you want to know who's oh. Chris? As long as it's not the guy from Prison Break. No. Worse. Brenton Thwaites. What? Robin from Titans. Who? Fuck Batman. What? What's his name? Brenton what? The Waits. T H The Wag. T H uh uh he's a little young. They're going for like not older brother, younger uh sister, apparently. Uh, he's really fucking young. He's like uh, fucking our biohazard instruction booklet young. Do you wanna know more? Because I have more. No, but I guess. Go ahead. Other characters for the film include Leon Kennedy, who is a fellow cop that joins Chris and Claire in fighting the Raccoon City infestation. Dr. William Birkin, a scientist who worked for Umbrella. Albert Wesker, another cop who is killed while looking to steal confidential information from Umbrella. Well, he's obviously going to come back, but okay, yeah, well, you're not going to kill Wesker before. All right, go ahead. Jill Valentine, <laughs> an officer who ends up fighting the infestation, and Ada Wong, who infects Wesker and brings him back to life after he's killed by the zombies. I'm. This is, sounds like the biggest fan fiction I've like I've ever heard. This is it. from comicbookresources.com. I'm trying to be open-minded. I'm not trying to be like, is, is it so bad that I would want a show that tries this to tell the story of one of the games? This is a movie. Or, or, or a movie that tells a story of one of the games? But even if you can't do that, let's say you don't want to do that, then do your own story like the Resident Evil fucking other movies. But the problem with those movies is that they were severely off-tone. They were over-the-top action adventures where really a Resident Evil movie should have the same pacing as Aliens. Where you start out fucking slow, and then you ramp up to the finish. That has always been the pacing of every fucking game. So I don't know why the hell they keep doing this fucking thing where you just take characters from different areas and shove them into places where they don't belong. Do you notice how we just completely sidestep the fucking Spencer incident? The, the Spencer Mansion? It's just, That's not the, the fucking source of where Chris and Jill learn about the zombies anymore. No, now that's completely gone and they lived in an orphanage because they're young kids now. And it's like, fuck off with this. This is not our characters and it's not even a unique spin. We'll have to see it later, see if it's really that bad. But fuck me, man. There's one last bit of news and that's it. I'm done with this fucking movie reboot. Okay. Apparently... Uh, James Wan, the man behind Saw, The Conjuring, and Aquaman. I actually like him, yeah. He left this project. Oh, they, no. They picked him as producer, according to Bloody Disgusting, but he left. And Okay, well. And in this okay. information, <laughs> you're going to get really upset with this. Uh, originally... Greg Russo, the man who wrote Mortal Kombat, was going to write the movie, and it was going to be the first of six new Resident Evil films. They have planned six mm. Resident Evil films. I just, I, and you know, I realize having Leon be part of the force with Chris, like, ruins his entire goddamn setup. Of him being the first day on his job, going to the... Uh, like, you have one goddamn character trait to work with, and you don't even use it. You, like, you could literally just have him come into town his first day, and anything past that point would be fine. That you could come up with whatever. But at least you had the initial character fucking starting with. This is a completely new dude that just shares the name Leon. 
Do you have any news, George? I, Man Man has a new album that came out today. It's a very good band. Please give them a listen. Um, fuck. I'm really upset because a, a Resident Evil movie should not be this fucking hard to do. Apparently it is. Look. Like, I, I understand Silent Hill. That's a hard fucking movie to make because that's that requires you to fucking put things in the environment and have storytelling in the environment and not give the audience things spoon-fed. And that might be tough for a video game movie. Like, I get it. That's why that wouldn't work. In fact, Adrian, I was thinking about it. If they ever did make a Silent Hill movie, I would think the best candidates would either be two or four. It's going to be two because I hate four. <laughs> Well, just because you hate it doesn't mean it wouldn't be a good yeah, translation. Yeah, but the most the popular fucking game is two. Of course. But but of course, what were the movies that they made? One and three. Well, they did their own start in the first uh, one. It really wasn't uh, one. It just used video. Yeah, but they put Pyramid in three. Yeah, because they were doing a sequel to the movie and an adaptation of three at the same time, which is... Yeah, but you don't need uh, Pyramid in three. Pyramid in... The- he only shows up in two, you know that, and that's why they should just. No, I know. If you keep, if it's you just, want Pyramid I, Head that badly, just do James Sunderland's story. Exactly. By that point, just fucking do it. If you really want to have that, if you want to have that iconic imagery of fucking Pyramid Head and the bobblehead big tit nurses, and you want to shove that shit in every other Silent Hill entry, just do two. If you're gonna rip off two so much, just do two again. Fuck it. I, I, just, I don't even care anymore. That's all the news I got. You got any news? No, that's all I got. Alrighty. Well, I'm going to take a second to cool down. We'll see you right after the break with our favorite horror protagonist. Uh, Fuck. In my dreams, I see that town, uh, Silent Hill. No, you don't. Oh, I'm, J- I'm James. I'm actually a high schooler that lives in Silent Hill, and we're going to go on a Hardy Boy Adventures that apes off Stranger Things. Like, this is the kind of shit that would happen, I think. Anyway, we'll see you later. Fuck. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. And welcome back to the Fan Freaks Podcast, where we were talking about some ridiculous nonsense when it comes to adapting video games to movies. And we're gonna go right into our top five horror protagonists. Yes. Uh, so we decided to open this up to any media, so that way we wouldn't just have to be just video games or just movies, and keep it open for you guys. D- should I? Should I go first then? I think you should go first. Uh, my honorable mentions, just to begin this entire list off. Um, Frank West, I love you. I love you, Frank West. However, they really fucking overdid his his character. Like, they took what was good with Frank West. He was a cocky, you know asshole that was sort of in it for himself but he has a heart of gold when it really comes down I've to covered it. wars like, you know he's a great kinda like he's a great character I love him to death but then they kind of took that character and then they were like you know cause Case West wasn't even that bad it was he was older and he was still himself but then when Off the Record came out they like made him Deadpool and stop like he's not this over the top zany nonsense like yeah dead rising did a lot of zany shit in the gameplay but in the cutscenes, he really i mean outside of wearing the different clothes you put him in he was kind of his own character and in this he just feels so he just spouts one-liners all the time now so he's not on my list anymore i'm sorry frank um number two mike from until dawn um have you played until dawn uh, I saw some gameplay of it from a friend. Please play it. It's a really good game. I liked it a lot. So Mike is like this jock dude, and he just really impressed me because I thought I was going to hate him, and he made me love him by the end of the game. So good job, Yeah, Mike. the actor, uh, I actually met the actor in person. I know who exactly you're talking about. He was uh, Grant Ward in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's a super nice guy in real life. He, I mean, he did a great job in Until Dawn. Like, that game has some pretty stellar acting like no like people praised it and it's a shame man of meat and didn't do so well yeah but uh but yeah every i think every person in until dawn is an actual actor no yeah they are they they, they even have fucking malik joseph joseph J, james what's his name remy malik remy malik that's his name his name is josh in the thing so i got confused there for a second yeah 
<laughs> anyway, uh, let me move on because I'm not even in my list yet. Um, and this is one that I have to say now because I know that people are going to expect me to say it later. Honorable mention, Ripley. Um, I love her. I love her to death. But really, like, it, she's going to be on everyone's list. So uh, this is just me putting her on the side for now because she would have been number one or two just to begin with. Like, she's fucking Ripley, okay? Okay, okay hold on. You <laughs> Let's have... Start. You have three honorable mentions? Yes. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. All right. Here I go. And I shall now begin <laughs> at an hour in. Um, number five, Isaac Clark. Mmm, Dead Space. All right. Now, I put in quotations next to it, uh, prior to three. <laughs> <laughs> Where they kind of just took his character and, like, shoved as many cliches as possible, like, into him. And I get it, like, cliches, he was always full of cliches. He's a fucking horror protagonist. Most of them are made of cliches. However, he was literally a completely different character in 3. He didn't take anything seriously. It was just a nut bar, and it was not a... He was not Isaac. And, like, in the first game, he had no voice. He didn't talk. Like... I liked him best when he was kind of a silent protagonist, but Dead Space 2 kind of uh, impressed me with his personality and his voice. I thought I was going to hate him, but he was pretty okay. So, Isaac Clarke is good. Um, number four goes to... Uh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote it so badly, I'm like, that can't be how you say it. No, it's Amelia from The Babadook. This might be a character that some people are like, what? Where did this come from? I didn't want all movies, or all video game characters, so I wanted to spread out a bit. Plus, this character kind of left an impact on me. Her and the mother from Hereditary both show such a realness of, a rawness of emotion, you know? Like, you really get them on a raw depth that, like, you can understand where they're coming from and feel their emotional state in a way that's not like the like the script is telling you to feel it. Just literally in her personality alone. And this goes to the mother in Hereditary as well. I, I just want to say, like, um, excuse me, Essie Davis, she did a fantastic job portraying Amelia in this movie and, and trying to show the duality of fucking raising a child, whether you love him and you hate him at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like... You can't necessarily say you love your child 100% of the time, and it, this movie does a really good job with that. So watch The Babadook. It's really good. Um, number three, Lee Everett from The Walking Dead Season 1. Um, really good. I've mentioned Lee Everett before. What was that? I'm sorry? No, I'm saying that's a really good pick. That's all. I, pe people are sleeping on Lee Everett, dude. I've never, like, even my number one and twos, they fit with the context of their story. They act within their arcs. I, I understand where their personalities come from, and I think they're beautiful, and that's why they're num my number one and two. But Lee Everett has the added um, complication in his story of having to, like, adapt to, like, five different personalities based on what choices you pick since it's a Telltale game. However, in every single one, you are able to identify with Lee Everett. He is a character that is so down to earth that I never once had a moment where I was like, Lee, what the fuck are you doing? In fact, I was seeing myself saying the same shit Lee did. There's a certain scene where something happens and it's pretty fucking final and they ask him like, do you want to go through with this? And there's an option, no, and fuck it. And I was like, I love you, Lee. I love you so much. You are such a good character. Anyway, moving on before we go into spoilers on that. Number two, Leon S. Kennedy. Wow. Hold your fire. I'm a human. I thought it was going to be number one, but all right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know. I, he was he was definitely tied. And, and Jill was also the runner up for this position. Not even Claire. Like, I love Claire. She's up there. But Jill is, is neck and neck with Leon, dude, in terms of like favorite horror prota horror protagonist to play as mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have the best stories in these games however leon and jill i guess from a pure and this might be biased because i am nostalgic for the resident evil series but og leon and og jill even the fucking remakes to be honest they bring a smile to my face in the way that i can understand 
someone who's dealing with that situation, sort of. Like, I can put myself in there, which is the, the, the telltale sign for any character you like, right? But they're not so deep and so emotional that I, there's a lot of baggage with it. But I can identify with their plight and the need to escape. And Leon Kennedy and I'm gonna Jill Valentine asterisk, um, both were able to give me the power trip fantasy without me feeling like Resident Evil 5 Chris Redfield, where I was like, man, I could take on anything. So they were the perfect balance. Because this, remember, this is a list of top favorite horror protagonists, meaning they still need to like give you the feeling of a horror game or movie and Leon and Jill do to me they are the survivors they are the survivors that I can identify with without breaking my immersion does that make sense makes perfect sense okay now my number one kind of spits in the face in that because this is where the immersion is like dialed up to 11 um so number one and I'm sure this is no surprise to anyone James Sunderland from Silent Hill 2 I I, I, how many times can I say that this story is so fucking well written and it's all centered around one of the biggest cliches in existence where the main character, you know, doesn't, you know, you gotta under, you, you gotta understand when we, when, when, when we were talking about Jameson and we were talking about Pyramid Head, we decided oh to God, just, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that in the Shattered Memories fucking um, um, UFO ending, he voice acts James Sunderland? Oh, you must be pissed. No, I'm not pissed. This is par for the fucking course. He shoves his face into everything. Like, uh, I'm not, uh, uh, not talking about that. We're talking about James Sunderland, a fucking great character portrayed by Guy Sehe, where when they made this character, they really kind of wrote it around the actor and his facial design and kind of like, well, they designed the character over the actor is what I mean to say. And hearing Guy Sehe's portrayal versus something like the HD collection, it makes a big difference. James is a very, very identifiable character. You go through the majority of that fucking game right there with him, okay? And obviously something happens, and I'm not going to say it here, but the way that the story kind of lets you fill in the pieces. It gives you clues as it keeps going. There is something else afoot here. I I kind of... He does the same thing where... You may have noticed this, by the way, dude. Where it's like in every horror game or movie. Where really a lot of the problems could be solved if people just said things a little bit more specifically. You, you like, mean if they talked. James says... Yeah, if they talked. Exactly. But in Silent Hill 2, everyone's kind of in a weird state of mind where I don't think they're clear enough to talk. And it works for me in a weird way. I, I'm not really sure why. It might just be that the portrayal of these characters affected me so much. I, James, I, I it's, it's, you have this character who is not entirely good not entirely bad and everyone on my list could be construed as someone good except for for maybe um amelia from babadook actually she has that that dark streak in her as well but james since you're playing as him i guess you really feel that visceral connection with james at least i did um so when you get one of the different six endings that you know tell his fate and they all tell a different way depending on how you you identified with the character they there's an ending and i say this every episode there's an ending for every single way that you personify james or how you feel like it should end i will never stop singing the praises for silent hill 2 the game needs a fucking remaster but not a fucking complete rework like hd uh hd collection was i just want a ported is that okay i just want a port <laughs> all right that's your list right that's my list thank you so much for listening 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 what no <laughs> all right never do that again never try to make that pun again uh that pun hurt me so i'm gonna i'm Go gonna ahead. start with my honorable mentions it's funny because we both have the same honorable mention ellen ripley from alien ah. uh but when you were talking about her i i also thought about somebody else and i realized the reason why we don't have ripley and this other lady sarah connor is because oh, fuck. in the first movie, fuck. in the first movie, the characters were the final girl in a horror movie. They were the final girl. And mm -hmm. however, in the second movie, they become mature, strong, 
uh, well, I confident. mean, in Terminator, it's not really a final girl, though, because there's no group of girls. It's it's this constant chase for one. Right, right. But she's she has this... It's the aesthetic or the vibe of... See, because T1 is really a horror, but T2 is really sci-fi action. That's what Ripley also has with Aliens 2. Right. Where it's sci-fi action. You don't really have... Alien and Terminator are really weird franchises where I don't even consider them horror. I consider them sci-fi first, horror second. You know what I mean? Which is kind of funny because the biggest two franchises that Resident Evil takes in inspiration from is Alien and Terminator. Right. Uh, my third honorable mention is a final girl. And but wait, wait. I'm sorry. Really quick. Um, you mentioned Ripley. Uh, f- for the record, we I kind of did put Ripley on my list. I know she was an honorable mention, but I mentioned Jill, who is essentially a giant mash of Sarah Connor and Ripley put together. Like, right. But Jill in the first game is really naive, and she's kind of like meek almost in the first game. But in the third game, she's like Ripley and Connor in T2 and Aliens, where it's just like... I guess that's what I mean. I'm here to fuck shit up in a miniskirt, and you're gonna fucking deal with it. RE3 Jill just gets right down to business. That fucking elevator scene in Aliens, where she's going up, and it's straight out of the fucking ending in RE1. It's the same elevator. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. So, the third honorable mention I have is a very good final girl. It's one of the best final girls from Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy Thompson, uh, played by interesting, played by Heather Langenkamp. Uh, she showed up obviously in the first one, but she also showed up in New Nightmare, which is by far the best Nightmare on Elm Street I've ever seen, because it breaks hmm. that fourth wall. That you've seen New Nightmare, yeah. I did a marathon of Nightmare on Elm Street. The one that I remembered the most was the first one, so I might need to rewatch the second one. Yeah, but New Nightmare breaks that fourth wall and, like, straight up destroys it because Nancy, the final girl from the first movie, starts living out the first movie, but in real life. And Freddy becomes real because we're making him real. Oh my god, it's the human centipede, too. Sure. Uh, now to the real list or the actual list. Um, Aya Briya at number, number five. five. Oh, Aya Briya, nice Parasite Eve. Yeah, she uh, she did a lot for me. Um, <laughs> I sure she did. Uh, particularly the, sh- <laughs> the shower scene in part two, re- Parasite Eve two. Uh, I was a growing boy oh my God. at ten years old. Uh, I should not have been playing that game, but anyway. Um, yeah, you know what did it for me? That scene where everyone started igniting into flames, man. That was hot. Yeah. <laughs> I felt you dab after you said that was hot. <laughs> I felt you dab. Um, my metachlorine. No, metachlorines. My mitochondria, though. Personally, she deserves a good third game. I don't give a fuck about third birthday. I lo- I'm one of the. F- I need to play it. What's wrong with third birthday? It's not a Parasite Eve game. I guess that's fair. It was a PSP game. Yeah, <laughs> and Aya transfers her body to other people, and there's not mitochondria bullshit going on. It's just creatures killing people, and it doesn't even have the name Parasite Eve. It's just the third birthday. It's a shit game. Excuse me, it's the third birthday Parasite Eve. <laughs> no, it isn't, but all right. <laughs> Continue. Um, Number four, James Sunderland. I... What? Number four? Yeah. Uh, I really am sympathetic towards James. Um, He is a character that goes through a lot. Uh, George kind of hit it on the head with the amnesia cliche. That's Bone King to you, sir. (laughs) Putting him on number fucking four. Uh, Yeah, but once you hear my top three, you're going to be all right. uh, But James... I love Silent Hill 2. It's arguably everyone's favorite, minus three. But the only reason I didn't put Heather is because Heather, she gets very whiny 
in a good way. In, that, in a good, that's really the only the first act, though. Like, yeah, and the first act, and then the the way she treats Douglas because he's a creepy guy, and depending on the costume, he's shit. wearing underwear in the mall. So you, I just realized the way that I describe Luke Skywalker is how you're describing Heather. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And my defense was that, and, and Vinny also goes, but that's like the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so shit, all right, then I can't talk shit. No, you can't, but you you do anyway. Uh, uh, but that's uh, number well, four. You, know, you love me. Uh, number mm-hmm. three, the best final girl in cinema history, Lori motherfucking Strode. Put some respect I on her so name. I was so close. Put some respect yeah, on her I was so close name. to putting her on here, but it's... Lori doesn't... I love her. She's great because Halloween's a great movie. But continue. Say why you love her before I fucking get into this. Go for it. I grew up with Halloween, man. I used to binge watch all the fucking movies. I would watch one, two religiously and I would just fiend on everything Michael Myers. It's one of my favorite franchises. And every time she came back, me and my mom would watch because we just I grew up with with Laurie Strode being my babysitter in a way. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Number two. The Winchester Brothers, Sam and Dean. Over Laurie? Interesting. In only the reason why Laurie, it's because, unfortunately, she has had a lot of bad scripts. Halloween Resurrection, to name a few. And uh, yeah. H2O. Uh, but the Winchester Brothers, I watched that show for a long time. Years. I... I Watched it till season 13. And now they're ending it at season 15. They've done a lot for me. They've enriched a lot of my friendships. They've enriched a relationship that I shared with my ex-girlfriend. And those those brothers did a lot for me in that regard. And a lot of their jokes and quirks helped me be as sarcastic and witty, witty as I am now. It's hmm. They're really good characters. Sometime well, that was last month when you need to get weedy. <laughs> uh, they're really good characters. I just wish sometimes uh, fans could stop shipping uh, brothers that are related and stop making them incestual. Listen, if Japan, uh, Japan, wow, if Japan could corner an entire market on it, I don't see it dying down anytime soon. Uh, other than that, Japan. <laughs> Joanna man, Joanna uh, man, like what the fuck, Jamaican? Uh But yeah, obviously, also I say um, Supernatural should have ended by season five. That finale was way too good. We didn't need another ten seasons. And number one. Oh, before we before we go to one, I'm sorry because you I, you you went over Laurie Strode real quick. I was gonna put Laurie Strode on my list, but I literally only see her like. She doesn't have as much agency as the plot as some of my other characters, so that's why I didn't put her. But she is a great survivor, and she deserves recognition. So, if anything, I'd, I'd rescind her onto my honorable mention. <laughs> well, she's on my fucking list because I put some respect on her name. So, number one. Damn right. All right, give me your number one, my dude. Number one. I'm going to drum roll on my belly. Jill motherfucking Valentine. If there was oh. ever a fucking waifu for me, it's Jill. That woman, <laughs> I played oh my God. religiously Resident Evil 3 OG. I beat the fuck out of Remake. I absolutely love every game she's in except Umbrella Chronicles and Resident Evil 5. Mm-hmm. But she... Well, shit, even in Umbrella Chronicles, she's not the worst part of it. She <laughs> needs more games or more representation. She's a damn good protagonist that bitch put it all and has done it all she kills tyrants she kills nemesis and brad vickers can't say that and she rocks a tube top she rocks a battle she can wear whatever the fuck she wants she can pull off red hair blonde hair brunette she can pull it off when was she red hair uh the regina outfit in og resident evil 3 oh that's right (laughs) holy shit um (laughs) but i mean (laughs) it's her twin sister regina yeah also she slaps the shit out of carlos in the og resident evil 3 that's awesome um she Fucking is a superhero in remake wielding a fucking unruly railgun. 
which I now want. Sorry, that's a spoiler. <laughs> Fuck off. And now this is my moment. No. And I want that action figure. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I was I, on my list. I put Leon and then like next to it was Jill because they're, as I said, they're neck and neck. Leon's the only other character who can compete with Jill because Jill is the OG survivor. Like the original escapee. That's Jill Valentine along with Chris. But you know what? We're talking Jill is. <laughs> I think Jill has just got a lot more going for her. I don't. She's just more characterized than Chris is, who changes almost every game. You know. Honestly, if I couldn't pick Jill, or if you allow me like a slash to represent such a big, wide uh, franchise like Resident Evil, it'd be Jill Valentine slash Claire Redfield. Because Claire, I love Claire. I love Claire too, and honestly, she's probably the character I, me, as me, my my twenty, going to be twenty seven. Why won't you just fucking die? (laughs) I I identify with Claire so fucking much. It's it's crazy. However, Jill is the ideal survivor, and I just don't know why I enjoy her being a badass more than having those moments of like relief with Claire, which are also extremely beneficial and I love them, but Jill is amazing. Yep. I kind of feel like playing remake three now. Oh, did I tell you about the run I'm going to do for three? What are you going to do? So I had an idea. I was going to use some of the mods I have. I think I might have said this before on the show, but just in case the new listener is listening, I might as well mention it. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a sci-fi run. And what that means is I'm going to have Carlos wear the Mega Man outfit, (laughs) um, the Bad Box Art Mega Man one, and the mod that changes his rocket launcher to the Mega Buster. I'm going to... But that's Carlos. I'm not using any of that shit. Me, I'm going to play as Jill in the battle suit from RE5. I'm going to use nothing but the hot dogger, which is a glowy sci-fi looking knife, and the Raiden, which is the the electro gun thing. Right. And that's that's it. I'm going to use that through the whole game. Yeah. I'm, on uh, Nightmare. Uh, the hot dogger is really fucking awesome to use, particularly with the slow. No, it, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out at all. Dude, the fucking slow-mo, uh, the perfect dodge... She fucking does a slicing uppercut. She hits like yeah, the perfect dodge let is is amazing. But you gotta pull off a perfect dodge. Equip Chris Redfield's book. I guess that does make it easier. Maybe I'll add that to the playthrough. <laughs> you literally yeah, definitely the ammo maker. It literally increases <laughs> by like sixty percent at least. No, for sure, for sure. But anyway, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be jumping into three again. And of course, uh, should we uh, let us know what your top five is? Yes. Uh, th- yes. Yeah, so today was our favorite uh, Freaky Five horror protagonist. So if you have a, a ready list of your Freaky Five favorite horror protagonists, go ahead and hit us up on the Facebook at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. Fan Freaks? Fan Freaks. Um, what is with we you We look forward to it. <laughs> What? What are you talking about? I'm good. Listen, I spent three hours designing my fucking town in Animal Crossing. I need to fucking lay down. Uh, fucking eat some fruit and shove some bells in my eyes. <laughs> well, until next time, folks. Uh, I guess we really are the Resident Evil 3. So you gotta understand with Resident Evil that we uh, we took some ideas from Silent no. Hill and we decided to no. uh, incorporate them. See, Nemesis. See, uh, with, with 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 Chris Redfield, what I wanted to do was make him Wesker and make Wesker a right. zombie. Well, wow, yeah, and you know, I just thought, you know, Resident Evil universe is so expansive. We could just add so much to it, like you know, Albert Wesker. Why, why is he the only one who can be one with the virus? Like, what if, what if we had Jill and one another fan favorite, so we can really have her kill thousands of zombies, you know, at once? That 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 would be um really cool to look at and have like a infected Jill and Chris, you know, and killing thousands of zombies. And the more they kill, the more it like makes them uh, infected. So at the end of the game all all it happened was a simulation because they take off their goggles and it turns out none of it was real <laughs> and that they were in silent hill all along 
the, the source of their virus devil trigger powers comes from a magical book written by uh, a magic wizard named Dom Goulet. Um, <laughs> Dom Goulet. And this magical wizard is actually the president of Umbrella and um, president of Stars and um, president of Africa and. Um, <laughs> He's just, he's just the biggest Mary Sue. <laughs> and uh, you can't shoot him because he has like a force field uh, from Metal Gear Solid 2. His blood color changes based on his mood, and it's a nice classic callback to um, the Resident Evil feature to change the blood color. Um, okay, we need to stop this. All right, we love you guys. Talk to you later. <laughs> My. I just it I understand you can't you can't do a movie exactly like a game. I get that. You can't you can't it, it doesn't translate perfectly. You can't translate gameplay into a movie exactly. You need to do some workarounds. But the workarounds they do are not even trying. Like at all. Like they just do whatever the fuck they want every time. And no one says anything. We just say it's bad and they just keep making money and it just keeps going. And it's just so fucking frustrating because I truly believe that video games could be made into movies and be impressive. Like, ugh. Anyway, it'll happen. It'll happen later on. Like, we had a big resurgence of comic book movies and Transformers and fucking My Little Pony got fucking popular, so I'm just waiting for my generation to show up, and that's what'll happen.